0: Today on CityCast Philly, Tuesday is the big primary election we've all been gearing up for. If you haven't been paying much attention until now, we got you. We're breaking down what's on your ballot. It's Monday, May 15th. I'm Trinae Noree, and here's what Philly's talking about. Asha Prehart, general assignment reporter at Billy Penn.
1: Hey. Hi, thanks for
0: having me. Sure, and Katie Meyer, government editor and reporter at Spotlight PA. Thanks for coming on CityCast Philly. Great to be here. So the CityCast team and I, we will be up early Wednesday morning to give out the results. And I gotta ask y'all, you know, for those uh, who are listening, a lot of times reporters, people in this business eat pizza (laughs) on election (laughs) night. Um, What's on your menu? Oh gosh, I don't know. Does Billy Penn have a menu, Asha?
1: Um, I don't know what's on the menu. I know the times when we're going to have food delivered to the newsroom, but I don't know what the food is going to be. <laughs> that's yet. that's I, what's
0: important. <laughs> I hope it's pizza. Like yes. fingers
1: crossed. Um.
0: Yes. All right. Let's talk about these races, Asha. We'll start with you. The biggest race in Philly is probably of uh, the mayor's race, and this is the one hundredth mayor of Philadelphia that voters will be choosing. So can you just kind of remind us quickly who's running?
1: Well, a lot of people Um, (laughs) to start. There are 10 total candidates on the ballot, nine on the Democratic ballot and one on the Republican ballot. So on the Democratic ballot, there are five candidates who are kind of considered the like, quote unquote, runners. they are Sherelle Parker, who is a former council member and former state rep. Rebecca Reinhart, who is a former budget director and former city controller, Jeff Brown, who is known for being the CEO of the Brown ShopRite stores, Helen Gim, who was a council member and education activist, and Alan Dom, who was also a former council member and a businessman who is big in the uh, real estate business.
0: Okay, I want to also plug that Billy Penn has a mayoral quiz. It's a tool to help people find which candidate matches their interests um, and things that matter to them. So we'll have a link in our show notes. And Asha, this race is really important because Democrats have a huge advantage in in their registration in the city, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So since Philadelphia is so heavily Democratic, The person who wins this Democratic primary is likely to be the winner in November during the actual mayoral election. They will have to still run in November against David O, the one Republican who's running. But this is a pretty significant moment. This could very well decide who will be the next mayor of Philadelphia.
0: Now, let's talk about city council. We don't have all day to name all the individual candidates. So, Asha, could you talk about the most, I don't know, hotly contested or competitive races?
1: Yeah. So I guess the big one where you're going to see the like largest number of people on the ballot is the uh, at-large race. Basically, there are seven at-large seats and they're elected citywide and five candidates from each party, Democrats and Republicans, will advance to the general election in November. And so there are about like two dozen plus uh, candidates on the Democratic ballot for at-large. And then on the Republican ballot, there are six Republicans running for five spots. And then in November, seven of those Total people will be elected. Plus, there are also going to be people on the November ballot who aren't on the May ballot running with the Working Families Party. Um, and they're a third party, so they don't have their own primary. So that's, that's kind of what's going on with that large. And everyone in Philadelphia will have that on their ballot. And then also everyone in Philadelphia will have a district race on their ballot. Most of those are uncontested. The ones that are contested are the 7th district, which is kind of like the Kensington Juniata Park area. And in that race, an incumbent, Catsy Lozada, who actually just joined council back in November because she won a special election filling Maria Quinones-Sanchez's seat, she is running against a challenger. And then in the 8th district, which is parts of like Northwest Philly, there's an incumbent, Cindy Bass, who's been on council since 2012, who is facing a challenger, Seth Anderson Oberman. And then in the ninth district, which is kind of like north northish Philly. It's sort of like the East Oak Lane area, West Oak Lane, Oxford Circle. There, Anthony Phillips, who's an incumbent, who was also elected in one of those special elections last November, he took over Sherelle Parker's seat. He will be running against two challengers. That's basically it in terms of the challengers you'll see on the ballot. There is um, one person running as a write-in in the 5th District, which is... Daryl Clark's old district, where there's only one person in the ballot whose name is Jeffrey Young. There is a candidate named uh, Robin Olucco who's running a write in campaign there. You won't see her on the ballot. If you want to vote for her, you have to write in her name. But yeah, that's the sort of council rundown. It's lots of candidates and it's definitely a lot to take in, but I would definitely suggest that. Um, If people want to learn more about the bios of each of the candidates um, to check out Billy Penn's Procrastinators Guide, it's basically pinned to the top of our website at
0: billypenn.com. Okay. Further down the ballot, there are a bunch of people running for other important city positions like sheriff and controller. Asha, can you tell us about, you know, some of those interesting races? Sure.
1: So there are uh, four row offices on the ballot. Um, Those are things like city controller, commissioner, register of wills, sheriff, The controller race is actually a special election, and there are three Democrats and one Republican running in it. Um, It's a two-parter, so a Democrat and a Republican will have to face off in November. And that's to fill out the rest of Rebecca Reinhart's term. She had resigned to run for mayor back in the fall. So this election will be to replace her. Um, There are three candidates on the Democratic side. um, Alexandra Hunt, who you might remember from her challenging Dwight Evans in the third congressional district last year. There's John Thomas, who formerly worked in the controller's office as a deputy, and Christy Brady, who also formerly worked in the controller's office as a deputy. And she actually was acting controller for a little bit after Rebecca Reinhart had, had resigned, but then she herself had to resign in order to run for the controller position. And then on the Republican side, the candidate is um, Aaron Bashir, who has is an accountant who's previously run for Congress against Brendan Boyle. And as far as the other races, um, city commissioner, which those are the people who run city elections, there there's nothing too interesting there in this primary. Um, everybody running is an incumbent, so there are no challengers at this stage. Um, and then there's a Register of Wills race. That's basically a city like record keeping office. They validate wills, like collect inheritance taxes, uh, issue marriage licenses, and things like that. And there are four Democrats running, one of whom is the incumbent, Tracy Gordon, who just took office four years ago, so she's in her first term. And then there's one Republican who's running for that. And then finally, there is the sheriff race. That's basically the law enforcement arm of the Philly court system. They like transport prisoners. They provide security for city courthouses. And in that race, there are three Democrats running, one of whom is the incumbent, Rochelle Bilal, who has been sheriff since 2020. Um, So she has two Democratic challengers, and then there's a Republican on the ballot as well.
2: And wasn't there some controversy around the sheriff's office? There was, actually. And I only know this, by the way, because of some great reporting from the Philadelphia Inquirer. So shout out to them. But... uh basically sheriff uh, Bilal tried to use money that was supposed to be used to hire deputies to hire more people for the office um she tried to give the executive staff raises and also tried to give her own salary like a very significant raise um but wasn't able to do that but the inquirer uh did notice that and uh did a story on it which i recommend everyone read
0: Okay, so, Katie, let's get you also in the conversation again. Pennsylvania has closed primaries. So even if you're not registered for one of the two major parties, Democrat or Republican, uh, you can still participate in tomorrow's election. Um, Can you tell us how, how this works in our state?
2: Sure. So um, basically, it's just as you said, if you are registered as a third party or if you're not registered at any party at all, um, you can't vote for most races of the primary. Only Democrats can vote for Democrats in a primary. Only Republicans can vote for Republicans. The exception for that is ballot measures. There's no statewide constitutional amendments that are on the ballot this year. That's the only way you can have a ballot measure statewide in Pennsylvania. But Philly has a bunch of them. So can y'all tell me about the ballot questions? And there's four. What are they? Yeah, Asha, that's a you question.
1: Yeah, so there are four ballot questions. And the first one is about the city's rainy day fund, which is basically an emergency type fund that is pulled from during recessions. But essentially, this ballot question asks if voters want to sort of change some of the calculations in determining when the city puts money into that fund. And then the second ballot question asks if voters want to add a division of workforce solutions to the city's Department of Commerce.
0: What does that all mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, all of these uh, questions are asking about changes to the city charter. Mm So essentially, the Department of Commerce's role at the moment is economic development. But essentially what this ballot question would do if it passes, is um, it would add a division to the Department of Commerce that focuses specifically on workforce development and promoting like job training opportunities and Mm -hmm. connecting people with those types of opportunities. And then the third ballot question asks um, if voters want to exempt citizens, police oversight commission employees from civil service requirements. So the Citizens Police Oversight Commission is a body that is essentially tasked with um, making sure that the police department is being transparent, investigating any like misconduct or claims of misconduct, and improving relationships between the community and the police. So essentially why they want to change this to um, remove the civil service requirements is to be able to fill roles faster. Mm -hmm. And then the final ballot question asks if voters want to establish a public safety director role in city government.
0: And that was a newly kind of created position, correct?
1: Yeah, the ballot question would establish a new cabinet level position, which would essentially be in charge of coordinating like personnel, equipment, other resources in city departments. That's like the fire department, police, prisons, but also things like recreation and emergency management. And the candidate uh, for the job would be selected by the mayor and then city council would have to approve that person Um, and they would get paid two hundred sixty five (laughs) thousand (laughs) dollars.
0: All right, Katie, you cover all of Pennsylvania. So I want to ask you about some of the statewide races that we'll see on the ballot. Voters will get to see five different categories of judges tomorrow. What do they
2: decide on? What do these judges do? Well, I'm glad you guys want to talk about it because uh, these judicial positions are really, really important. They can have super far ranging consequences. Um, I'll just give you a really brief overview of the court structure in Pennsylvania just to give you a sense of what you'll see on your ballot. So, It starts off the lowest level of courts in Pennsylvania are municipal courts. So in Philadelphia, that's the Philadelphia Municipal Court. And after that, cases move up to the courts of common pleas, which are what we call general trial courts. And there's 60 districts across the state. And then you have the three appellate courts. Those are the ones that I focus on more closely, because those justices are all elected in statewide elections and they're partisan elections, which means that a judge campaigns and runs as a Democrat or as a Republican. They raise money, they get endorsements. These are very political races. And, uh, you know, it's a philosophical thing, really, about how political a judge can actually be. But, you know, whatever you think about a judge's, like, handling of themselves on the bench, what you should know is that the different parties care a ton about these races, and they Mm -hmm. put a lot of money into them. So I think that tells you something. So the first level of appellate courts in Pennsylvania, that's courts that are both called uh, Commonwealth and Superior Courts. Commonwealth Court handles basically any case that involves local governments or whenever the state itself gets sued. So if there's a dispute over whether a law is constitutional, that goes there. Superior Court does civil cases, criminal cases that aren't related to the state. So just to give you an example, like last year, there was a dispute over which mail ballots should be counted. That case went to the Commonwealth Court. Um, The Superior Court in 2019, they vacated Meek Mill's conviction. So high profile criminal cases like that. And then the court of last resort in Pennsylvania is the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. And you can just think of that as the highest, uh, right? (laughs) Exactly. It's like the U.S. Supreme Court, but it's for Pennsylvania. Got it.
0: And speaking of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, uh, there's a really important race there, too. Katie, can you tell us who's running and talk about the stakes here?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the Supreme Court has a single vacancy. Right now, it is controlled by Democrats, and that's not going to change. There are four Democrats and two Republicans on the court right now. The one vacancy is uh, from the death of Chief Justice Max Baer. He was on the bench for a very long time. So these are contested primaries for both parties. So on the Democratic side, you've got Deborah Kunzelman, She's the Democrat. And Daniel McCaffrey, another Democrat, they are facing off. Then on the Republican side, you have Carolyn Carluccio and Patricia McCullough. In general, I mean, the Democratic spending kind of gives you a good sense of what's happening in that race. Councilman is highly recommended by the Pennsylvania Bar Association and uh, has a good bit of campaign spending going on. Um, And then Danny McCaffrey, uh, he is the Democratic Party's endorsed candidate. So he's got a lot more money. Um, And he's also highly recommended by the bar. And then on the Republican side, you've got Carolyn Carluccio, who is the Republican chosen candidate. And she's gotten a lot of money, for instance, from Jeffrey Yass, who's a big, big GOP donor, especially on school choice issues. And then you have Patricia McCullough. She's interesting because she already ran for the Supreme Court before and lost. And her basically entire campaign fund, or at least a big part of it, comes directly from State Senator Doug Mastriano, who ran last year for governor as a pretty far right candidate. And... Uh, she also has kind of the distinction of being one of the only, she's a commonwealth court judge. She was one of the only judges in Pennsylvania to try to stop the certification of the election results in 2020. So that gives you a general sense of the candidates, I think. And the court has been extremely political in recent years. So these are hugely consequential races. Mm-hmm. You know, justices will say they, they rule in impartial ways. Uh, however, these are considered pretty partisan races.
0: Gotcha. You. Thank you for that. What other important judicial races should we be paying attention to?
2: So there's going to be municipal races. So in Philadelphia, Philadelphia Municipal Court. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and then you get your common pleas courts. Um, I would encourage you, the League of Women Voters does a really good uh, sample ballot. So you can, wherever you are in Pennsylvania, um, it's vote411.org. You can type in your address and you can see the long list of all the candidates that you'll be looking for. These are like hard races. They don't actually get a lot of attention. So one of the ways you can figure out what this person is all about, um, the Pennsylvania um, Bar Association does judicial rankings. So they'll kind of tell you, is this a good lawyer? Is this if this person's already a judge? Have they been a good judge? Do they have any complaints against them? Do they have the experience necessary to, for instance, run on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court? They'll rank them as recommended or highly recommended or not recommended. And so... If you are a person who wants to know who you're voting for for the courts, I would recommend you check that out.
0: All right. That's great information. Katie, Asha, when will we know the results of all of these races?
2: (laughs) Is it going to be a long night? I so I'll say, I mean, Asha, I don't know what she's hearing, but um, in Pennsylvania, elections are run by the counties. So there's a lot of variation about what they do and how they carry things out. However, these are pretty low turnout elections. This is what's called a municipal primary. I don't like to use the word off here, but basically there's not a lot of super high profile races. So that means turnout is usually a lot lower. Right, because people usually vote during like presidential elections, right? Right. Like, of course, we yeah. should all as engaged citizens vote in every election. But, you know, the turnout usually is lower in years like these. Mm-hmm. That means the counties uh, don't have as many ballots that they have to process. Pennsylvania, the reason our uh, election results have been slow has been mail ballots. We expanded those a couple of years ago. And counties still don't have the ability to count them before Election Day, which means they're just doing a ton on Election Day. Mm -hmm. So for this election, it probably won't be as big of an issue. They've been getting a lot faster. I talked to um, a spokesman for the Philadelphia City Commissioners. They run elections here. And he was saying, like, listen, we have a mayoral race. We have a ton of candidates. If these races are super close, it could take until the next morning for us to have results. But they're thinking they're going to have most of the results in on the night of the election. So we could know. You guys might be able to get your uh, your podcast out really early that day.
0: Oh, thank God, because it's (laughs) going to be so early. Oh, Lord. (laughs) All right. That's Katie Meyer, government editor and reporter at Spotlight PA and Asha Prihar, general assignment reporter at Billy Penn. Thank you both for breaking this all down and joining me on CityCast Philly.
2: Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. We'll
0: have a link to Asha and Katie's reporting in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. SEPTA's board has appointed acting Transit Police Chief Charles Lawson for the role permanently. According to the Philadelphia Inquirer, Lawson, a 29-year veteran of the Transit Police Force, replaced Thomas Nestel, who suddenly retired last year. Lawson has been acting chief of the department since July. And canned ready to go cocktails could soon become available at grocery stores across the Commonwealth. Philly Voice reports that State Senator Mike Regan introduced a bill that would make ready to go cocktails available wherever beer, wine, and malt beverages are sold. The bill advanced out of the Senate Law and Justice Committee and will head over to the Senate for a full vote later this year. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this procrastinator's guide to tomorrow's primary election, tell your neighbor. Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called, Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.